Hello, friends. We're back. Off the tracks. Philadelphia Hardcore is out now. Four new songs from an awesome band. Prove Me Wrong is probably my favorite track right now. But please go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, Tidal, whatever. And please go stream Philadelphia Hardcore by Off the Tracks. Such an awesome band. Also, Bridges Burned, new EP from Killing Me is out now. Uh, you will be hearing from Andrew from Killing Me very soon. His episode of the podcast drops in a couple days. It was awesome to sit down and to speak with Andrew. I love hearing from the youth. So please support Killing Me. Go listen to Bridges Burned now. Also, September 10th is about a month away uh the from within records once in unity comp will be out and i'm very excited uh, we got some very special guests coming on uh in about a month to talk about that comp and i'm very much looking forward to it so please if you're not following from within records on social media go boot up your twitter your instagram click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news and like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. And if you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your business, please go hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. And if you want to get in contact with them, you can email them at contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. You can thank me later. On today's episode, we had to track down our good friends Colin and Dante. They play in a band called Not One Truth out of Jersey. Uh, just a really fun conversation. I met Colin back in March when I was in Philly for the Front Within Records Showcase. And just meeting him just uh, just set a real good impression. And I knew that I wanted to eventually reach out to him and support his band any way that I can. So I was happy to be able to have Colin and Dante on the podcast to talk about Not One Truth and all the other fun stuff they have going on in their lives. So if you're not familiar with Not One Truth, please hit pause, go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp title, YouTube, and listen to Not One Truth. Come back here and you can enjoy my conversation with Colin and Dante. They're two awesome guys doing great music. They're featured on the Once in Unity comp coming out next month. Feeding Tube is an awesome song. I can't wait for all of you to hear it. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Colin and Dante to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Colin and Dante. How's it going, guys? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. This is uh, something they've been wanting to do for a, a long time uh, since I first met you, Colin, back in March. So I I'm happy that uh, we were able to finally get this done. So I'm happy to have both of you here today. 
Hell yeah, man. Thank you for having us. We're Thank all, you, bro. We're excited. Yes, yeah. definitely. Thanks for having me too. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Uh, I just want to give, uh, you know, just that quick backstory. I flew out to Philly for the From Within Record Showcase and uh, Marty and Bob were nice enough to let me stay um, at their house. And I remember uh, when Bob picked me up from the airport, uh, he just gave me the heads up. He was like, hey, there's like this kid from uh, Jersey who's staying there. Like, I'm not sure if you know him. Like, I hope it's chill. And I'm like, hey, if he's a friend of um, yours, you know, you know, he can be a friend of mine. Like, I I'm super chill. Like, I don't mind. And sure enough, when I um, you know met you, Colin, you were super friendly right off the bat. I, I was like stoked to to meet you. Good vibes all around. So I, I knew right away. I was like, okay, this guy is cool. As long as his band doesn't suck, I, I definitely want to have him on the podcast and try to get to know him better. <laughs> Hell yeah! Thank God. Let's go. Yeah, but uh, for, for anyone who's not familiar at this point, I, both of you play in a band called Not One Truth, which I'm super pumped about. I, I'm a huge fan of everything that you guys have put out so far. But uh, I'm just curious, uh, how did that whole band come together? Like, where did you guys all meet and come up with the idea to start Not One Truth? That's a great question. Honestly, it happened before the pandemic, right? It did, it did. Uh, but we've been jamming. We've probably been jamming since like we were 20, maybe 19, right? All yeah. Me, Dante, and Benny Truth, we've all been jamming together. Uh, you know, some other stuff didn't work out. So we always wanted to do like a little project together and uh, it kind of just worked out this time, you know? Yeah, it kind of fell into place. We started, um, so we started jamming like a little bit before the pandemic happened. And then um, uh, that kind of squashed everything for a little bit and then um the next year a couple months later we actually we ended up uh moving in together me colin and brendan that sings in our band um and since we were all kind of in the same place again we were like yo let's kind of kick some of those old songs that we were messing with and we were like so then that's how the demo came about it was just the three of us at the time um we just we ran a crib over in uh northfield and um yeah has a nice basement so we have a little little practice spot and the three of us would just be down there brendan that uh sings in the band is actually a really nice drummer like he's really really good mm -hmm. um so it would just be us two on guitar and brendan on drums and we'd just be riffing mm -hmm. and then we we would record stuff in the basement and then brendan wanted to do vocals in this band so colin he's pretty good at like demoing out songs recording them mm -hmm. Um, so we would we would record live takes in the basement, and then Brendan would dem like uh, demo out vocals over it, and that's how the the demo came to be. We actually we went and re-recorded it with Jake Clark. Shout um, out Jake Clark. Jake Clark. It's yeah, his birthday he's the man. today. Too. Happy birthday, Jake. That's Clark. true. Shout out yeah. Jake Clark. Happy birthday. Go listen to his solo stuff. Super Heaven. Webbed Wing. Go listen to Quit Your Band While You Still Can podcast. Support Jake Clark. Yeah. Awesome dude. Yes. Hell yeah. So yeah, that's how uh, that's how Not One Truth came about, and then we kind of just filled in with uh, filled in the blanks with some some live members, and that have since become kind of permanent uh, members of the band and stuff. Uh, shout out Steve Mitchum, our bassist. Uh, he's my old head, um, South Jersey hardcore OG oh, yeah. from Good Times. If you ever heard of Good Times, it's not Rocket Records. It's like uh, it's from a little while ago. <laughs> okay, but yeah. And uh, Colin, I I do remember, uh, you know, Bob was asking you back in March about recording. Uh, how did you get into all that? Uh, well, I think we kind of needed it. We needed to be able to do it. And Brendan actually, like, at the same time, he kind of got into it too. But I was able to, like, get better at him at it. And that's kind of where it came from. It was kind of like competitive. Like me and Brendan were kind of like, okay, 
he can do it, I can do it, but who can do it better? Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So that's how we do all our demos and stuff at home. And it, um, yeah, I would like to say that Brendan is like a musical prodigy. Yeah. Brendan that sings in Not One Truth, he can play any instrument pretty much, not like violins and stuff, but he could play anything that uh, anyone in a hardcore band would be doing. He could do it all himself. If he had enough limbs, he could do the whole thing himself. Mm-hmm. He really could. And he used to kind of just always be writing his own music. And he would, he had an electric drum kit at his old crib and he would just like kind of do this thing where he did like direct in with like guitar and electric drums and he used to demo out songs on his own like that all the time when we moved into this new spot colin kind of figured out how to record acoustic drums and everything and that kind of just like took it to the next level um we only got four mics it's like led zeppelin in the basement it's sick (laughs) yeah have you heard the uh the blizzard 22 special thing or whatever the hell we called it um that was actually all like that's like some of our home demos that um colin cooked up we were supposed to go to the studio and there was like a blizzard and we were like going to play some shows that weekend so we were like throw the home demos out I, we like the sound of the home demos they sound raw i think it might like in a way it sounds like not better than jake's recordings but in a way it, it has that raw quality that's like sicker i love like raw stuff that just sounds like bad you know what i mean I think we that's just like my thing. <laughs> we listen to them too much, and then we just like get attached to them, you know? Yeah. Maybe. But yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely get that how uh, that is. Sometimes I don't mind the really raw recordings, but it, it, it sometimes when I look at certain bands and when I look at their production levels, uh, you know, one record will be great, the next one will be less great and sometimes it's just mind-boggling because i just you know feel like there's like a standard that's there already for certain bands and when they dip it's just uh kind of confusing to me and makes me sometimes hate those raw recordings that they put out makes you hate them yeah yeah because because it's it's weird for me to to you know go from some like uh, that's something that's like really produced and then have them uh uh, sometimes maybe uh, I'm looking at it the wrong way, but I'm in my eyes like like a step back uh, in terms of oh, yeah, quality. It's like a, yeah, it's like a regression almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. No, I get that for sure. I feel like there's the argument too of like it's not supposed to sound good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's we. That's a whole another thing. Yeah, yeah. That's but uh, so the there was a blizzard. You you put out those demos, but did the shows actually end up happening? the shows ended up happening yeah it's just the weekend that we were supposed to record that just didn't happen and then we had like shows the next like two three weeks and we were like we wanted to put out some music for people to like know the songs a little bit because we only had that demo we were like coasted on that demo for a second Mm -hmm. uh i mean we've only been a band for like what a little over a year like since we put out the thing like technically i guess we were a band before but it was like way like casual we were just jamming put it out in march yeah march last year so year and a couple months i guess since we started mm-hmm. and what's the scene like down there in uh, jersey oh, for you guys what scene it's non-existent <laughs> it's non-existent uh, philly's our scene philly's our our okay. local scene for us it's about uh, it's like a little less than an hour drive for us so you guys yeah. just had a uh, war at the shore we did that was like the first hardcore show down here in probably like 10 years or something mm-hmm. and it was like it was cool. Tony did a good job putting it all together and everything, but I'm just saying like the, the people down here are wackadoos. They're kind of nuts. They are, to put it lightly. 
and what's the reason for that do you think because you know there's some people that um, come to mind um or maybe one person in particular maybe i i i won't air them out publicly but i've had a few interactions with them and i'm just like scratching my head like wow why are you such an asshole Nah, man i don't know about that i don't i don't know <laughs> but i'm not even gonna say just hardcore people i just think people in general down here there's something in the water man people they're they're all a little they're all a little off <laughs> and <laughs> no there's no like culture down here man mm. it's like um well, i feel like it's very just like uh i don't know there's not a lot of like art and culture in south jersey it's like it's kind of like a tourist trap down here it's just like the only art there is are is people like selling like seashell art to shoebies and stuff like yeah. you know there's not really like there's never really been like a cultural hub at least in our generation my brother like my older brother, when he was in high school, there was a bit of a scene, I guess, a little more. And there was like, he would see bands like uh, like Full Blown Chaos and Sworn Enemy and stuff would come down here. There was a little bit of a South Jersey thing back then. It was like 2006 type stuff. Um, but like after that, there was like nothing for years. We would just go to Philly. I don't mind going to Philly. I've been going to Philly since I was what, like 13. So I was like a teenager. Yeah. So that's whatever. And obviously, you guys are, are a band, you know, from South Jersey. But has it ever been a thing where, all right, there's not a whole lot of culture down here. Let's try to bring it back. Let's, you know, well, show kids. Actually, yeah. <laughs> wait, so for uh, we tried to do something for Brendan's birthday because he was like, oh, I want to have a show for my birthday. Like, whatever, right? And uh, we called like how many VFWs? Like five or six of them. None of them would have a show. They don't want them. There was. Yeah years ago there was just like i think there was too many incidents where like people like they like where people trash venues and got in fights and stuff and like i was a kid so i don't really even know like this is just kind of hearsay but like i always hear like the older people talk about how they like ruined it mm -hmm. so um i think they just they don't want the riffraff any of the like places it's very it's it's corny there's like we could book it at like like Tony booked Anchor Rock Club in Atlantic City. They're they're like trying to be an actual music venue and stuff. Mm -hmm. We'd be able to book it somewhere like that, but it's like to get people to drive an hour into like an hour south of Philly into like South Jersey where there's not like it would have to be really something to get people down here. You know what I'm saying? And like, like dying fetus. We want dying fetus is coming to Anchor Rock Club. They're trying like, to get oh. shows and stuff. Uh they're yeah. trying to get shows. I thought about it. Like, trust me, like we were really like for a second, like all right, man, maybe shows are coming back. Like maybe, maybe we do it and try to like make it, you know, build something, you know, and like then when we're done, pass it off to the kids and they'll, they'll have something, but more kids, they, I don't know, the next generation, bro. Like, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if I feel like doing that anymore. I think I might just keep going to Philadelphia. <laughs> no, I, I, I get it. Like I'm in this weird place right now for out here in orange County. Uh, it seems like there's this trend going on where tours are skipping over orange County that they'll do, uh, LA skip us and then go to long beach, uh, or go to San Diego. And I'm just kind of left scratching my head. Like, wait, like why wouldn't they want to come to orange County? We have a ton of venues. There's uh, no shortage of that. There's yeah. uh, cool bands from the area. And I, I, I'm hitting up everybody like, yo, like, why do we keep getting passed up? And everybody's just like, you know, kind of just not sure. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. Like, I'm going to have to step up and try to bang this yeah. drum to get shows to to come here. And luckily, uh, shout out to, to um, Curse It Program and Kenny from Major Pain who helped me uh, you know, with the shows that I've done. 
Um, if it wasn't for them, like, I don't know where we would be at, that we'd be definitely missing out on, on some tours because nobody else is stepping up and it's uh, like a new thing for me to have to do. So I, I definitely get the frustration. If I didn't have program, I don't know yeah. where else I would go. I'd probably have to front like a lot more money to get yeah. some of the, the bigger venues. And it, and also it, it's hard enough. It's a pretty competitive market with uh, people, you know, if these tours are already going to LA and these neighboring cities that are less than 30 minutes in any direction, it, it's like yeah. a, a really hard sell to want to convince people to come through. But luckily uh, I've been able to produce uh, you know, two fun shows. Everybody um, seemed happy. I'm, I'm doing a third one, breaking news. I'll say it here. Uh, combust from new york's touring through in october i'm i'm i, I booked them at program so it, it's gonna be combust take it to heart shiva major pain and sanctify their their newer band members of take it to heart and firestarter super awesome band but uh, that's the third show that i'm doing and i had to hit up some people because there was an open date and everybody you know, started hitting me up like hey like why aren't they coming to orange county why are they doing la long beach and then an off day, like you should uh, try to make this happen. So I was like, all right, let me reach out. And sure enough, I was able to make it happen. But uh, it, it's a struggle because it's just like, obviously, these things are already like started getting booked before I started doing shows. Because like I said, it's like fairly new for me. So now it's just like now I'm telling everybody like, hey, if your band's coming through California, stop in Orange County. Let me book you like I'll take care of you guys. So that's like the new thing that I'm trying to promote because I don't want to let shows die out here and I don't want all the Orange County kids to have to drive which they already do like because like a lot of dedicated kids like I do it myself but I don't want all the shows just to you know uh, stop coming here just because it's so easy to go to these other cities like I would like for them to have like a cool run through California hit all the major markets because Orange County Hardcore is legendary and even currently there's so many good bands that are active and newer bands popping up so I just don't want to sit around and let us be forgotten. Hell yeah! Is uh, was that, is eighteen visions from Orange County? Yes, they are. Shout out eighteen That's visions. That's what I'm talking about. I love eighteen visions. Mm-hmm. Well, they got, I love yeah. lifeless. They got one eighteen album. visions. That's my shit. <laughs> but yo, hell yeah! Let us know. We're trying to slide through. I'll come through California. Yeah, road trip. This Le- program, the skate shop. Yes, it is. Program. Yo, that venue looks sick. It's fun. I I always get surprised at how many people know about it or actually want to play there because it, it is a cool DIY spot and there have been yeah. some legendary shows there. So yeah, the doors are open. Like I I welcome any band if you guys want to get booked in Orange County. Let me know. I'll, I'll make it happen. I'm trying to slide. We're gonna we'll come through and play slipping through the hands of God. 18 visions covered. <laughs> May, well, we'll we'll book you guys with 18 visions. Yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> Like, Colin says you guys have one album, but just don't, don't listen to him. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the the newer stuff. I'll say that publicly. Um, but they they are doing a run of um some you know a- anniversary shows, which is pretty cool. It's cool to see them active, but like yeah, 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 no doubt. Yeah, the, the yeah, I went to this is hardcore a couple years ago when they were playing. I was like, 18 visions play. I did not know that they don't play anything off the of lifeless. And then I was like, oh, bro, what is this? <laughs> like, I don't even know. I don't know none of this. Yeah, but, you know, respect kinda, to them. Yeah, kind of a bummer, but uh, I, sometimes sometimes I can understand. Like, okay, maybe like the music wasn't that good back then, but like when you have like older stuff that's like you know banging, and you just ignore that and try to play like much of the newer stuff, it just blows my mind. I mean, I don't know who from the band is even still the same members that even would have been on Lifeless. I have mm. no idea, honestly. So maybe that's it too. But like, yeah, I definitely wanted to hear those songs like really bad and like. I got there and somebody was like, they don't play any of those songs. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, that's why. <laughs> why didn't anybody tell you before you bought your ticket? <laughs> I don't know, bro. I'm dense. I just, I was just excited. I was going anyway. I would have been there anyway. 
So I'm not that dense. Okay. But but Philly, so Philly is your, your true home, which is, uh, wait, so how far of a drive um, is it for you guys? Because I, I don't know where you are, like, you know, properly. Five minutes. Like, it depends. Minutes. Yeah, we're it really depends who's driving. It does. Right? <laughs> like, I can get there in, like, 45, 50. Uh, maybe, like, Brendan get there in, like, an hour. Okay. Not too bad. You know? Yeah, no, it's not bad. If you If you hit traffic, it'll take an hour yeah okay so it's not it's really not bad for us mm-hmm. yeah that, that's doable because uh out here um well, well growing up I, I used to have to drive uh like an hour and a half two hours just to get to shows because i used to live out in palms like the palm springs area yeah so i, I definitely know what that's like but that's cool that you guys have that dedication because you know, oh, yeah. still have to make that commute and sometimes it's, it's not easy especially when you got work the next morning or you, or you yeah, work that yeah, day. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't be doing shit if I got work the next day, dude. It's like, uh, now it's like, just take off or not go. Dude, right? I used to go so hard on work nights and school nights. Yeah. And so when I was in college, like, it didn't matter. Like, I I was like, I'm going for it, whatever. I'll, I'll drive to Baltimore the night before and, like, still fucking go to work and, like, go to school. Wait, so we, <clears> played, <throat> we played Baltimore, like, maybe a month ago, mm-hmm. right? And... It was on a Sunday night. I didn't get home until, was it 2.30? Probably, yeah. It was like 2.30. I had to wake up at 5 for work, right? <laughs> yeah, I remember, yeah. That was the worst day of my life, without a doubt. And he drives an hour and a half to work, too. <laughs> <drive an> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it was so, bad. Yeah. Uh, I made it, though. Here I am. So. And you guys are younger, though, right? No. Nah, I'm 28. Really. <laughs> okay. I'm 20. Okay, late twenties. I, I I thought you guys were a little bit younger than that, but I, I'm in that same boat. I, I'm in my early thirties, and yeah. it's just like I don't want to hear about anything going on if I work the next day. If, if it doesn't like follow my days off, like I, I honestly don't care. Yeah, I gotta I gotta see Pearl Jam on a Wednesday, and I'm like pissed about it. I, <laughs> Justin got free tickets. I gotta go. Oh, shout out Juddy. We're at Justin's house right now. Shout out Juddy. Shout out Lise. Shout out Aunt. Yeah, they're letting us use shout out, yeah, Shout out Allison. Shout out Allison. Okay. Shout out uh, the Discasio family. That's not how you say it. It's okay. I am pronounce it right. <laughs> uh, how do you pronounce it? Distachio. It's fine. Don't There's not a T. I don't even think you're pronouncing it right. No, that's how you say it. That's yeah, right. I don't know. Stashes. It might be. Anyways. It's Italian. Yeah. yeah. Here, no. I'm curious because the the, the uh, setting's like interesting. Down here, it's fucking sick. His dad has a sick man cave, so it's yeah. like he's got all like fantasy shit on the walls. Like this is Merlin like, type stuff. He likes wizards. And I kind of like, also grew like up wizards. down here at this point. If I think about it now, mm-hmm. and basements aren't common out here, so I'm always interested in uh, people's basements. Well, what's the water table like? The water what? The water table. <laughs> Colin used to do concrete testing, so that's why he's asking. Okay, he's a super technical. I I don't know anything about uh, having to build a house. I don't know like all the technical stuff. I just know that yeah, it's very rare to have a basement. Like there are, are houses that have basements, but it's not common. Yo, I never had a basement growing up, and I always wanted a friggin' basement. And then we when we uh, moved into this house, me, Brendan, and Colin, it had a basement. That's what that was like Yo, the selling point. Our basement is sick as fuck and if we didn't have that basement we wouldn't have half of this nope you guys audio cut out cut out but we're back what's up you're back so what i'm saying was if we didn't have that basement Mm -hmm. 
We got some some audio issues. It's all right. This isn't the first time that this happened. We can bounce well, back. Somebody get him a fidget spinner. <laughs> Anyways, um. So if you didn't have the basement. So if we didn't have the basement, we probably wouldn't. Interesting. Okay. And you got like kind of like faded out as you're finishing that statement. Hey, I hate to do this, but you cut out. Oh, no, it's totally fine. I, I was saying um, y- y- your audio was fading out as you were finishing that statement, but it's totally fine. I don't remember what I was going to say, to be honest. <laughs> we were just on the, on the topic of basements. I, I, I wish I had a basement a- as a kid. I, I, I would love just to be underground and be, to be left alone. Dude, Dude, hell yeah. we, have, we had a vampire rave. We did. We had, what else? Uh, what the Halloween party, Halloween the, va- party the vampire rave, vampire rave, couple things, different occasions, sick parties. Yeah. Like, so you can you can use it for like the rave, you could use it for practice. It's everything. I think we were inspired by the uh, Kanye line, and it's, it's he's like turn the nightclub out of the basement or something. <laughs> that's probably not even what he says. That's what I thought he was saying. Interesting. Okay, I'm just going back to the band. When you put out the, is it fair to call a demo or the, or the self titled? Uh it's the it's the demo because the, the not the red not, album, the not one truth self titled is going to be the black album. Shut the okay. fuck up. <laughs> it's just the demo. Go ahead, Jamie. Okay. Say what you're saying. Um, We're fucking. Around. When you're putting out that record and you're, you're you know you have the whole mindset, there's no culture down there. The, uh, your home scene is Philly. Um, where yeah. where do you hope that uh, you know promotion comes from? Do, do you hope to maybe inspire kids from your immediate area, or are you just banking on Philly and you know it kind of just spidering out that way? Honestly, for me, Dante's probably gonna have a different answer. Let Colin talk first, and then I'll talk. For me. It was, okay, these songs are sick as fuck. We're going to put them out. I want my friends to hear them. That's, that's all it is for me, just my friends, to mm-hmm. be completely honest. I don't really – I didn't really care at all what happened. I thought it would be cool, like, oh, we're going to get to play shows, you know. Uh, and I never played any shows uh, before that, before our first show at the barbecue. Shout out, Bob. Um so that's kind of where I was with it, but Don probably has a different answer. Um, well, I'll say with with like not one truth, like yeah, I was kind of just like, all right, this is my project with my roommates. Like I know we'll get a couple shows because like just like I got you know just friends from being going to Philly for like Don's on LinkedIn over. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> but for going friends from going to Philly for like over ten years and shit. So just like. I knew Bob would like throw us some shows and shit and like Joe and shit. They'd hook us up a little bit. And um, my friends, Brendan and Colin, they wanted to start a band with me, man. So I was like, all right, fuck it. We're just going to put this shit out. And like, we didn't really, I didn't know if it was going to like pop off or anything. And like, we got a good response from it though. And we ended up getting offers to do a bunch of cool shit. So it's like, it's cool. And it's, you know, we all live together. So it's easy. It's like somebody fucking texts us or hits us on Instagram or something's like, yo, do you guys want to do this? And it's like, we all get home from work and like at the same time it's like yo do you see the message are we doing it <laughs> and we're like yeah so it's just easy it's like uh it makes it easy that we all live together and then mitchum just comes over he lives like 30 minutes away plays bass we've had like a rotating cast of drummers brendan's our like recording drummer and like writing drummer and we've had like a rotating cast of drummers for like live shows and stuff but like uh yeah i don't know i wasn't really 
was just like, all right, fuck it. We'll put it out and see what happens. And, you know, here we are. So. Yeah, I, I think it was uh, good music. Obviously, I only found out about you guys because of my stay uh, with Marty and Bob. Because I, I, I definitely wasn't familiar, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, it wasn't until Bob yeah, like, yeah. California, I guess. Yeah, not yet. Uh, but it, it definitely will after this. But I, I remember, yeah, yeah just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just remember staying with Bob and him uh, bringing it up and, you know, you know him speaking, uh, you know, uh, good about the music. And like I said, because Colin, I, I had good vibes off of him. I, I was like super down to check out your guys' band. And I'm happy that yeah. I did. Colin's like a poodle. He's very friendly. Which is, uh, it's not a bad thing because sometimes yeah, you, you'll, <laughs> sometimes you'll meet people and the vibes are just off, or the people just have like the weirdest egos. But no, Colin was just yeah, yeah, uh, super yeah. uh, friendly uh, from the very beginning. I felt like uh, he'd been a longtime friend. Hell yeah, hell yeah. It's kind of how I roll. Good vibes only. Yeah, that's what we we never try to be like cool or like tough or anything. We don't take ourselves very seriously or like. Not that we don't take the band seriously and that we're, we don't want to, like, do stuff with it, but we don't take ourselves very seriously. Like, we're not on stage being, like, fucking gimmicky or tough or nothing. Like, we're just goofy dudes that, like, like to play Slayer riffs and shit. So, like, that's also, it. That's who we are. <laughs> we should have the discussion about the drop tunes. So, let's not. Let's let uh, him ask what he wants to ask. No, I'm curious. Colin wants to talk about it. All let right. him talk. Fine. So, there's a lot of pushback from the hardcore community um, against drop tunings. And I'm here to settle the beef, right? Okay. We're here to play heavy music. We're going to play drop tuning. You guys can play classic rock with your standard tunings all day. That's fine with me. But don't hate on me for playing sick heavy music. Don't hate on me because I'm playing thrash tunes with my thumb over the top yeah. of the thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. to just settle the score i don't know i think somebody offended colin or something that sounded yeah it sounded personal it did i don't know where that came from i'm fucking with you so the, the name of the band obviously it's a hate breed reference for anybody who's not familiar correct oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've oh. never heard of Okay, Colin's never heard of Hate Breed, uh, which, you know, uh, I'm sure there's some newer people out there who may not know who Hate Breed is, which is very surprising for people like us who, um, you know, it's yeah. just so common and they're such a, you know, iconic band. But for yeah. anyone who may not be familiar, not much. Hate Breed is the band, bro. Like, I grew up with my older brother, like, sharing a room with him and fucking we watched Headbangers Ball every night when I was a fucking kid. Mm -hmm. Jamie Jossa was the host. Okay. Hate Breed was my first hardcore band. Definitely before I even learned about well, like punk hardcore, like I didn't even, it was hate breed. I know? didn't even know what hardcore was. And I'm listening to hate breed and like it was what, like sixth grade downloading the songs off LimeWire, right? And it was sick. I didn't know. I had no idea what it was. It was cool. I was listening to that and like Dying Fetus and like Pantera, like Lamb of God and shit like that. And uh, hell yeah, we're metal dudes. Yeah. We're definitely, we're metal <laughs> dudes over here. Like, Fucking Brendan that sings right now when Treason plays the drums. He's like a metal dude through and through. Love Black Dahlia. I've been bringing them to hardcore shows for like since at least like 2012. I've been like dragging them with me just because mm -hmm. my best friend from my hometown shit. It took him a little longer to like get it. And then once he got it, he was like sold on it and mm -hmm. shit. And like that was like the first shit that he was like, oh my God, I love it. I can't stop listening to Hate Breed. I can't stop listening to Trapped Under Right. Like he liked the hard shit first. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, he's the one who really wanted to do this band. And that's the reason we started this band. So 
That's awesome. Uh, it's it's cool that you're able to you know bring them in. Uh, you know, uh, I feel like everyone's welcome. There's really no uh, you know the the barrier to entry is not that high. So, yeah, hell yeah. So for you guys to be able to come over and observe the music and get into it and to be able to create some awesome hardcore music, I I think it's awesome. Thanks, bro. Fuck yeah. Appreciate that. And uh, so going to Philly, uh, you know, that, that's a cool thing. At least there was like one major market near you because sometimes you might not get so lucky. You could be yeah. in the middle of nowhere and there might not be a scene. Like I, I think back to these two guys who come from the New Orleans scene or well, like they're the, actually the New Orleans scene. It's just these two dudes. And then, um, you know, seeing them all over the country. Like I met them in California, which was like pretty crazy. And then I run into them in Florida, come to find out that they wanted to be closer and more involved. So they ended up moving to New York and oh, yeah. yeah. So the, now they're just like in the thick of it. There's such a, you know, New York has such an awesome scene. So it, it's cool that you guys are able to, you know, have such a great scene like Philly close by and to be able to call that home and to get there and, you know, meet those cool people. Cause everybody that I've met out of that Philly scene, everybody's been nothing but nice. Definitely. It's all, it's good vibes all around. Yeah, that's for sure. Hell yeah. Okay, so you guys put out the the Red Album, the demo, back in 2021. And then fast forward to, to this year, uh, you guys put out, um, you know, Purified by Pain. Uh, you know, <laughs> back in April. Um, I, I'm just curious about that. Um, was that always the plan? You guys wanted to follow it up, like, almost a year later? I don't know. Um, I don't know if we ever had a plan. We never had a plan. Me and Colin <laughs> were just in the basement writing riffs. There's actually... There's probably as many songs as actually got released. There's probably that's there's probably like four times more songs that were just not had vocals over them, but where me and Colin in the basement just writing riffs, hanging out. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, uh, why did we do the three song thing? Do you remember? Well, I thought we were gonna do two, and then didn't we had planned on doing something else, and then it was like song got canceled or canned or something. Some kind of, some kind of, uh, you know what? I think we, bullshit were, we recorded right before like the holiday um, time, mm -hmm. like Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever, right? And I think it was like kind of a, a cram for us to go there. And we had to go to record our comp song. Oh, that's what fucking we happened. had to go. That's what happened. Comp song, yes. And we were like, well, we should do other shit while we go, right? So we had the stomp. And then Alive in My Blood, they were done for like, for months. Like Alive in My Blood was the second song for the band that was ever written. Yeah, actually. And it didn't, it didn't make the cut for the demo because we're weird, I guess. No, we, well, we, we adjusted it after. Like we made <laughs> yeah, some changes oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. it. It was a little fucked. It was first. a little fucked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so like the stomp, the stomp was our intro. Crack Rock Zach and me were jamming that. Yeah, during Zach, one of our practices. Zach underwrote that. Not on yeah, guitar. Shout out like Crack Rock Zach. Yeah. What a weird um, name. He's a, he's a legend. You should look him up. MTU. Shout out. Uh, you can't even see it. Shout out MTU. Okay. He's so. referring to my boy Zach yeah. from Military. You know, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Wait. Is he the singer? That yeah, he's the singer. Okay, I've I've seen I've I've seen them live once. I I wish I could have seen them when he was wearing that that weird like robe. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh yeah. Well, he's a monk, bro. Okay. He's no. my nasty. Okay, so so Crack Rock Zach, interesting. Okay, I've seen uh, him around. His name is Zach. I I can call him that because that's he's my friend. But yeah, okay. <laughs> he's just Zach. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
<laughs> but anyway, yeah. Wait, so wait, so uh, the other song, right? What the what? other song from the Purified by Pain? Purified by Pain. Mm-hmm. The title track. Yeah, the, the, title pon- track, the eponymous right? track. We wrote that song in like two days. It yeah, was sick. right before the studio. Because I don't know what happened, but it worked out, and that that song gets a good reaction. People right. like. So, anyway, sorry. This is what happened. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sig asked us that Carter from From Within Records. Mm-hmm. Shout out Carter. Shout out. Fucking Carter from From Within Records asked us to do the comp. I think we were as as the lore goes. I think we we're literally the first band he asked to do the third comp. He asked us literally like the day he put out the other comp. Mm-hmm. We we're like we had been chilling with him the week before or whatever. He was like up here, and then he like flew back and he put out the comp like that week. And he, he hit me up and was like, "Would you guys want to be on it?" And we were like, "Fuck yeah, bro!" And we had this this one song feeding tube feeding tube it's on the comp (laughs) we always have wacky ass like working titles for our like song don't tell them we have wacky ass (laughs) song titles so that one's stuck and it's called feeding tube and it's on the comp sig asked us if we would do do the comp so we were like yeah hell yeah we'll do the comp we'll give you this song Mm -hmm. and then that deadline came up quickly and it was like oh shit we have to go record this sig wants the shit in like a month so or we need to give our guy that's mixes and masters jake some lead time to fucking you know get the shit done for carter um and then we were just like all right fuck it let's do some other songs while we're in there so people could you know because we all fuck it. like we're we we weren't going super hard with the band at the time we all fucking work a lot and like and we're just living and fucking it was the summer and we were just having fun and shit so like we weren't like super on grind mode with the band and then it was just like, incidentally, we are going to the studio. Let's fucking pump some other shit out. Mm. And we did. And I think people fucked with it. So mm. it worked out for us. So, yeah. And you mentioned you wrote uh, Purified by Pain in two days. Uh, how do you know that? Okay, it's been two days. We wrote the song. But uh, how do you decide if it's actually good enough to be on something like uh this you know three song record because it, it, you know in long run it could be like you know something terrible and it could just be good like in the moment it's a gut feeling it's like when you know you know you know you get that butterflies when you listen back to the home demo you know you got benny truth in your ear and he's like yo should we cut the vocals for this part or cut the drums for this part and have it just be vocals and we're like i don't know but let's try it yeah so that you know like it, it's it just happens it really does. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the stuff that for our band just happened. Yeah, definitely. I would say so. Yeah. Not a lot of thought. I mean, maybe too much thought. Not for a, some things, but then not, not a lot a, of thought. Not a thought others. in his head. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gotten you this far, so maybe that's yeah. the formula. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't, you can't think too hard. Definitely. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm happy that you brought up the comp because I, I think the comp has been such an awesome thing I'm, I'm a huge fan of from within records i love carter holmes i i love everything that he does with the label so it, it is very cool to see you guys on there especially with that lineup right because even um if you look at the the rest of the lineup when you look at uh, some of the older bands that are on there like a band like buried alive putting out a new song which i'm oh, yeah. i'm stoked about because they're an awesome band and for them to uh, put out something new it, it's cool it's, it's rare these days definitely Sick. No, I was fucking, I was so stoked when I saw we were going to be on Buried Alive. I was really excited for that. Mm-hmm. 
But I haven't heard it yet. I haven't heard everyone else's songs yet. I'm not gonna. I, I've heard that some people have. I've heard like mm-hmm. I've heard things, but I haven't. I can't wait to listen myself. Apparently, there's some leakers out there. <laughs> oh man, check LimeWire, everybody. Apparently. Yeah, no. From what I've heard behind the scenes, it's out there. It's out there. Mm-hmm. I have people coming up to us at shows telling us that Feeding Tube's their favorite song off the comp, and it didn't even come out yet. Somebody did say that. It was sick. Yeah, 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 was it like, was so sick because he was like, "Yo, dude, like you guys just played Feeding Tube." I'm like, "How you know that?" <laughs> <laughs> they're just uh, they're exposing themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a cool but um, hey, there's, there's not much you can do because once uh, once it get uh, it gets out there, you know, you, you have to trust the people that you send it to, and apparently some people just uh, can't contain themselves and want to share it when they're not supposed to. Yeah, I've thought about it. You know, I, I get sent stuff, and I'm like, damn, this record's so good, but I can't talk about it with anybody. Leak, bro, you want to send you it to me? Leak? You want to send it? To- <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, all transparency, I I actually don't have the um, the leak for the comp. Um, I'll find it for you, bro. Okay, I, but I have talked to people that told me that they've listened to it, and I'm just like, okay, awesome. But um, I I'll take stuff early. People send me like their records early all the time, but I I'm not going to be that guy that goes out and tries to ask for it because I don't want to, uh, you know, because if I'm not in the band or it has nothing to do with me, I, I'd rather just wait like everybody else. So I respect that. That's if you don't, what the thing did, yeah, yeah, tell them, tell them. So that. check this out, right? <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm breaking the news. Live action. Here we go. Was it two weekends ago? Maybe. Two weekends ago, okay. we went to the studio with our boy Jay Clark. Shout out Jay Clark. Happy birthday, Happy Jay. birthday Jay. Happy birthday, Jay. <laughs> Anyways, right? We recorded three songs for a split with Best Car. Best Car. It's going to be sick. Carter's band. Yeah. Carter's band. Carter plays drums in that band. Shout out Pascar. Okay. Keeping okay. Th- keeping that connection alive. From within. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, New Jersey, Florida connection. The New Jersey, Florida pipeline. All right. So, <laughs> you so probably th- heard about it before. Uh, three songs. Uh, that, that's great news. I, I'm definitely I'm you know, stoked to uh, see bands do splits. I, I feel like there was a while where we were seeing more of that, um, especially last year. There was uh, some cool splits. There was that uh, uh, gridiron split with yeah. despise which was super awesome um, uh but for you guys to, to do that whose idea uh was it or how did that come about really know. again my man carter he hit me up yeah. and he said yo you guys want to do a split it was like right after the from within showcase actually mm-hmm. oh wow yeah yeah he hit me up and he was like you guys want to do a split he was like we actually already recorded our songs already <laughs> do you guys want to do a split and we were like uh sure yeah we we turned it around real quick again put ourselves under the gun and just like fucking just sent it and um yeah so it's getting it's getting well, mixed and shit now we, and we when we got asked to do it right we only had one song mm-hmm. yeah. that was done like yeah, actually yeah, yeah. one song done all the vocals everything right yeah the others the the last song on it which is like it's kind of like our baby now there wasn't the first song wasn't fucking done but go ahead no but it was close go ahead anyways i'll say it's done online Mm -hmm. live yeah um the other one or the long one is like it's kind of me and don's baby yeah it's been like we've been working on it for so long yeah and it's so cool now it is sick i'm so happy about it it's cool 
Yeah, we were uh, so it started. We used to even play the uh, we used to play the beginning of that song kind of like as an intro for a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's heavy. It's like kind of um, like Slayer seasons in the abyss vibe. Yeah, like that's like what we were going for. It was just a lot of this shit happens when it's just like at least this is how we usually used to write. Like, yeah, I would fucking come home from work and Colin would already be in the basement with the guitar and he'd be like, "Yo, come down here, whatever." I want to do something like this. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I hear you. But what if you did something like this? And then we're like going like, nah, nah. and then that's, and, like then, and then we're, and then we're up until fucking two in the morning. And then we both got work at fucking seven. Mm-hmm. And that's usually how it goes. We haven't done that. In a while. We haven't done it in a while, but that's how all the early stuff went. And that's how that song came about too. Mm-hmm. Cause that one had been a work in progress yeah. for a minute, but yeah. That's it. One day the B sides are gonna drop. <laughs> yeah, just instrumentals. It's, it's just gonna be me and Colin's like cell phone voice memos. <laughs> that would be the B sides. And then there's a there's another song and it's like 44 seconds long. Mm-hmm. That shit's tough. I right, don't tell everybody everything. <laughs> <laughs> now, stuff's getting mixed and mastered right now. But is there a, like a time frame on when the split's going to come out, or even announced? Because obviously you just the, broke the news. But the summer, the, I think they hit some snafus with trying to get their vocals recorded. Is what the 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 holdup is? Because they were acting like they weren't trip. They were going to have time to wait for us because they recorded some stuff. But they've mm-hmm. been, I think, snagged up trying to get their vocals recorded. So like now we're done first. Okay. Yeah, so we're kind of bad at how. How the tables have turned. Yeah, they're out here uh, doing these tours, these weekends. They should probably get that split finish. Yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> straight up, I'll say it now. <laughs> All right, we, we got to hit a, uh, the best guard camp. Uh, Rob, get your shit together. Yeah. Let's get this split out. Rob's the man, though. Rob's the shit. Mm-hmm. I love Rob. That's crazy. And oh, wait, so Dante, you were at the showcase. I was too. Yeah, we were both at the showcase. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, we were. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he knew you were at. The <laughs> we showcase. were doing the lawnmower during Magnitude. We were pulling. We we're going. <laughs> I was. Uh, where was I during Magnitude? I, I think I was at the merch table during Magnitude. Hell yeah. Mm. What else? Yeah, there? that dude. The showcase was awesome. You know what the showcase honestly reminded me of? What the fucking? And this is the shit. Like Sonny wasn't there to film this shit. So like, if you missed it, you actually fucking missed it. The first hardcore unity barbecue. Mm-hmm. It was fucking awesome straight up great vibe it was just like in the suburbs it was in quaker town quaker town pa that was where i played my first show ever was my old band mm-hmm. uh the new harmony back in the day shout out the new harmony yeah uh fucking um quaker town the uh the church that bobby studio shows at the first hardcore unity barbecue with the little fucking makeshift stage that they built outer heaven played jesus peace year of the night all the all there, I mean, there was 20 bands that day. It was fucking, you know, all the, uh, all the Philly bands. I remember Year of the Knife played uh, Six Statistic for the first time. That shit gave me chills. It was like, bro, I loved it. They hit the fucking, they hit that like harmony in the fucking, the way it starts and shit. And it's just like, I straight up fucking, it was like, that feeling you get when you hear a song for the first time, like when I heard the fucking Black Dahlia Murder for the first time when I was 12, you know what I mean? Like, it was like that kind of shit going on at the fucking, the first Hardcore Unity Barbecue. That shit was fire. And the uh, the From Within Record Showcase had a great vibe that was reminiscent of the first Hardcore Unity Barbecue. I love that shit. It was a great show. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the the showcase was my first time at a Philly hardcore show, so it was definitely a really good experience no way, for really? me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd never been there before. Man. Fucking welcome. Yeah, glad you could make it. Me too. It was a good experience. I, I was happy to be able to go to the church finally because I've watched so yeah. many videos from there. Legendary, what legendary was, spot. Wait, so Don, what was your first church show? First, I don't know, but my favorite, the one year I saw Pig Destroyer there, probably like 2013 or oh, some shit. I, I had the that. biggest black eye. No, we it was were, like, we fucking, I had a straight frog on my eye, dude. We it was crazy. But that was probably my favorite church show ever. That's, that's some other shit. Yeah, it's, it's cool vibes. It's definitely like just uh, not what I was expecting because like seeing it, it on videos, it, it looks like way bigger, right? And uh, it being yeah. a legendary venue, I like built up like this big thing. But like being there, I'm like, holy shit, this is the, crazy to finally be winter, here. In the winter, you go to the church. There's a pile of fucking jackets on the floor in the corner. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you're lucky. Caught it when it wasn't that hot out. When yeah. it fucking like a summer show there, bro, it's so yeah. unbearable. I remember I saw Page ninety nine there the one time, mm. and I was like, fucking. I went to that gold show. It was bro, cold. I I did. Like I like I went to see Page ninety nine, and they were fucking playing. And I was like, this is fucking miserable. The floor is wet. Mm-hmm. Everything is like humid. I'm out of this fucking. I'm out of this shit right now. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I, I, I was surprised at the floor because I, I, I'm not sure if you guys saw that, but but like uh, the middle of the uh, showcase, the Carter was out there with the mop, like mopping the floor. Oh. Oh, yeah, saw, bro. It gets slippery. That. It's from it's everybody. No joke, everybody's man. nasty, hot ass breath. Yeah, Yo, you'll, <laughs> you'll eat shit. You'll eat shit and get hurt there. Straight I, up. Yeah, man. The church is a legendary spot for Philly. A lot of a lot mm-hmm. of cool shit was filmed there. Black Dahlia Murder from filmed their first ever music video, Contagion. There. Job for a cowboy. Job for a cowboy filmed, filmed a music, music video. video. Yeah. That's, really? That's, that's crazy. I didn't even know that's, that. That's the shit we grew up on. That's our shit. Man, I still trip about that. That band like t- like did like a world tour on their demo. Who? Black Dahlia Murder? No, a uh, job for a cowboy. Oh yeah, yeah. Yo. Well, Black Dahlia Murder also got signed off the demo. That's the best demo of all time. Black Dyer Murder demo is better. Black Dyer Rams are job for a cowboy could fucking walk. Yo, I went. <laughs> we went. Job for a cowboy's coming back. They, I just saw it. They, yeah, real? I didn't even tell you that. Yeah, I Why saw didn't it. You tell me that because I, I forgot to oh, tell you. Me. I was at my mom's house, bro. It was a dog well, sitting. Thank you for telling me now. No Yo, so check this out. We went to Pittsburgh to see one of Dante's favorite bands that I will not say online. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we gatekeep. Because we gatekeep him. <laughs> Anyways. It was at Preserving Hardcore, right? Or Preserving Underground. Shout out AJ. Shout, shout out, out Ty AJ. Dawson. Shout, shout out FaceRick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yo, so they have like a record store up there, mm-hmm. whatever. And I was looking through the CDs. Yo, I bought the job for Cowboy fucking uh, Doom, right? Yeah. But check this out. It turns out it was the first like press of it. Yeah, the uh, King of the Monsters. Press. It was sick. Yeah. Zach fucking comes up to me. He's like, yo, you know, you got like the first one that ever came out. I just looked it up on Discog. This worth 80 bucks. <laughs> I was like, That's, That's crazy. Cool. Yeah. My weird job for Cowboy story. I was at um, American Nightmare. Uh, they played in L.A. They're on that that reunion run. It was like 2012, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I run into my friend um, at the, the show and I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? I haven't seen you in forever. And she's like, oh, like I'm, I'm in town from Arizona. Me and my husband are here for the show. I'm like, holy shit, you got married? I literally had no idea. Cause like last time I saw her, she, she used to date one of my friends. 
yeah, yeah. and I was just tripping out like congrats like you got married and I just asked her like out of curiosity like, oh, like who's your husband uh, and she's like oh you probably listened to his band before he, he sings for this band called Job for a Cowboy and I'm like oh shit that's crazy like I'm pretty sure everybody here knows who that band is well yeah, like, yeah. like congrats it was nice seeing you it was like seriously the most random thing ever that's yeah. so fucking sick. That's ill. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they're still married. I, I haven't checked up on yeah, on her in a while. Me and Benny will be like playing in the basement, playing guitar. He'll be playing drums, right? Mm-hmm. We'll, just, we'll just rip into him in a machine. But he can't make it through the whole song. Also, it goes like, it's too crazy. <laughs> yeah. Brendan. No offense, Ben. Brendan is the kid that sings and plays drums for our band. I made up the name Benny Truth just fucking with him. So if you hear us just calling him Benny, that that's what we're talking about, Brendan. Yeah. I just like I was giving him like just like a front man name. I was just fucking with him. you know what I'm saying? Nah, I'm like, he's Benny Truth, dude. I'm steady Eddie, this fat Dante. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it fat Dante? Because if I'm being honest, like you don't seem that fat to me. <laughs> um I think honestly, the real reason why it's fat Dante is because I just thought it was funny because it has like no ring to it at all, <laughs> and I just thought it'd be funny to have a nickname with no ring to it. So I, <laughs> but no, but it's it's because of the fat guy riffs, bro. It's because of the fat the fat guy mosh. Okay. Dante wears really big pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I wear really big pants. So to be clear, it's it's fat with F A T, not P H A T. F A T. Okay. F-A-T. All right. Well. Yeah. Yo, so I wanted to uh, say earlier, I thought it was sick that you booked Combust because the first time that I saw them, I'm with Mitch Dog, right? Mm-hmm. Like the guy that plays bass for us. Shout out Mitch. And I'm just chilling watching him, and I see him fucking barefoot moshing, stomping around like a frog, dude. He looked crazy. Be safe, Don. Anyways, I thought it was cool. They were good. Yeah, no, they're sick, man. I'm, I'm a huge fan of their newest record. I, I love the label that they're on. I'm friends with the singer Andrew, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be able to um, have them come through and hopefully rip us a gig. Yeah, it's going to be sick, dude. Who else is playing that? It? Uh, it's going to be this band, Take It to Heart, which they'll be in your area. Uh, I think they're playing Philly on the 3rd, if I'm being... Uh, if I remember correctly, there. Hold on, let me check my calendar. Yeah, um, Ben Stuckey booked it. Booked it, if I remember correctly. But it's take it to heart. That's a Wednesday, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally get it. But yeah, so it's take it to heart. There's a band out here called Shiva. They're more, um, more like punk hardcore. I, I like love their style. I, I feel, I feel like they're like the only band out here kind of playing that. Like it's like, like like super punk but kind of groovy at the same time so um super fun band uh, i'm happy to bring them out down to orange county and then my friends their local band called major to pain their, their new hardcore band uh, super awesome young kids just uh, you know loving hardcore and just super down for the scene and then there's a newer band i'm not sure where, where they rep just because like they're from all over but this band called sanctify they're like a little bit on like the heavier side and they're super sick shout out to uh, everybody in that band, I- I'm happy to be able to book them for the first time because I, I think, uh, like, for being a newer band, I-, I, f- I feel like they know what they're doing and it's uh, really good music. That's sick as fuck. Well, I'm excited for you. You get to do all that, and especially you get to do it by yourself and like put it together. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like you know, I uh, 
I just feel like I have to because if it's not me, nobody else is doing shit. And I don't, and I don't want to sit around and continue to watch these tours pass through here and not do anything about it, especially when I'm in contact with these like literally these bands that are going through. And I'm just like, all right, like instead of me just being bummed about it, uh, you know, happening, like, let me just try to actually try to make some change and, uh, you know, use this platform as like a kind of like a gateway to be like, hey, uh, like we had a cool conversation, but also if you come through, let me book your band. Cause that's, I'm literally telling everybody like, yo, if you're coming through, let me book your band. Like I know a lot of shit has already been booked up since before I started doing this, but now that I'm kind of in it now, um, future tours, like let's make some shit happen. Like make orange County, uh, you know, a, a destination on the map. So I have a question about orange County. Now I'm not very familiar okay. with, um, California at all. I've only been, sorry. I've only been to San Diego. Okay. So my question is, right, um, where exactly is Orange County? Like, in terms of like LA to San Diego, is it north of either? Or- um, well, okay, um, it's, it's north of San Diego. So it's in between LA and San Diego. So it, it's north of San Diego, south of... Is Oceanside considered Orange County? No, that's actually uh, still San Diego County, but that's like right at the edge. So, so you're like right at the end of Orange County, right there in Oceanside. So you're pretty close to Orange County. That's where I, that's where I stayed at when I went down there. It was pretty cool. Why were you out in Oceanside? Just to visit. I went out there for a week. I went to Big Bear Mountain. Okay. Uh, I went to San Diego. Shout out my friend Mel that lived out there and Joanna. Shout out Joanna. She was living down there too. Uh, who else? Grace. Anyways, um, that was sick. We like went down for like a Saturday night. We went to like this like, I don't know what kind of bar it was, but it was like a tequila bar. Everybody was dancing and shit. It was mm-hmm. there's like a live band playing like Spanish music and stuff. That was sick. Uh, hiking was cool. You went out there too, didn't you? Yeah, I was in California one time. It was for my uh my cousin's wedding. They're from um, they live in Placentia. I think it's yeah, that's Orange County. Oh, fuck oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Mm-hmm. My cousin got married in Riverside. Okay. At some fucking uh, fancy ass spot. It was like, um, it was like an old Spanish mission or some shit that got converted into a fucking um, hotel. Okay. That's cool. It looked like Game of Thrones. The chapel was crazy looking. The chapel was mad tiny, but it was like so intricate and shit. But yeah, I was only out there for like, I flew in for the wedding and then like, uh, I had like one free day there and we like squandered it. So like. I didn't, I've never really got to check out California, but I'm coming for uh, I'm coming for a program, bro. We're we're going. <laughs> Dude, I I, I want to make it happen, uh, I, and I'm sure a lot of people would be stoked to see you guys. Is like I, I I tell everybody I you know just come through. I'll make sure you guys have a good time because I yeah, like there's a, a ton of bands from all over. Like we we'll get people from uh, L.A coming over like the last show that i booked was shackled twist of cane shout out twist of cane nice. um, yeah so th- th- there's always good bands out here there's always people available so as long as um as long as people want to play orange county like i can make it happen hell yeah that's my man right there you know what i'm about to do it. we're about to fly out there and pull the uh the fucking the seat of pain maneuver the burke maneuver i'm gonna fly out there and then i'm just gonna buy a bunch of shit from guitar center and leave the tag on it and then fucking is that what play the show and return it is that what they did i think so i'm pretty sure that's what they did they were like playing all these shows with the tags on the guitars still i did not even notice it is like, i mean it, we 
what they oh, was that the show we played i forget we were outside of phil and Boca the one time and yes that is what they did it's like burke and all them flew up from south florida and just fucking uh bought a bunch of guitars from guitar center and then uh-huh. returned them yo do what you have to do to make it work yeah right fuck that you don't gotta pay for like all fucking shipping shit all over the place and fucking carrying on and plugging I remember the one time I went to the only time I ever played somewhere I didn't drive. I played the FYA pre-show the one year with Race Trader, mm-hmm. um, in my old band, and I remember going down there and my boy Zach was like, "I'll figure out the instruments and shit," and he figured out instruments for fucking everybody but me. So like, <laughs> I, it was like the it was the after FYA and like Race Trader was playing, and um, we were the first band on I think maybe first or the second band on that pre-show or after show. And uh, luckily, the dude from Jukai let me use his guitar, uh, Kyle from Jukai, that sings for the flight. Oh, shout out Kyle. Awesome Kyle's dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a great dude. Um, every time I see him, I'm still like, thanks, bro. And he's like, dude, that was like 10 years ago. Don't <laughs> <worry about laughs> no, but still, to, to ask somebody, like, hey, can I borrow your really you expensive me, equipment? You know, it's like, kind of a big deal. Whole ass tuning and everything. You know what I'm saying? They were on tour and he let me, like, fucking, like, down tune his whole shit. Like, yeah. so that's my boy right there. Drop D for life. For New Harmony, Drop D. Yeah, I think it was Drop D. Yeah, respect. But I, yeah, I, I don't blame it. I think my biggest fear would be my luggage getting lost because imagine flying with your super expensive ass equipment and then oh. it just gets lost right uh, who's going through there right now it didn't angel dust lose all their stuff uh, in transit well not them but like the airline lost all their stuff in transit yeah so it's like and to to try to replace all that it, it's just so expensive so i you know but like i said just get your hustle on do what you got to do and make it work but California, we'll we'll make it happen. I'm telling anybody who listens to this, if if your band's coming through California, you want to play Orange County, hit me up. This is this is that new wave. People are trying to box us out. It's not going to happen while I'm still around. I'll make this shit going down. Live Jamie Ork podcast. He just said if you want to play California, fucking hit him up. It's that simple. That's all you have to Yo. do. Yeah, I I I totally changed my tune because I know a couple of weeks ago I said don't ask me to book your band, but uh, the, the way things are going, it's like all right, no, I I, I want to book everybody. Let, let let's make it happen. We're gonna we're gonna turn the ship around. Orange County is gonna we're not turning, fall silent. Turn the whole shit around. Fuck it. Get up with not one truth. Get up with fucking Jamie Ork. We fucking doing it, yo. Get it. Yeah. We're gonna tour out to California. Who you want to see? We'll, we'll, Who you want to see? We'll, we'll come across out. the country and like amass people as we as we cross the nation <laughs> as we go. Right. Who you want me to scoop up, bro? Um, just uh, grab uh, grab Bob Wilson, bring out uh, off the tracks. Okay. All right, hell yeah! Uh, yeah. We that, probably that, that's easy. It. Done. We, we probably played half our shows with off the literally tracks. like actually. Yes. I think I've I've only missed like one off the track show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just out of like association. Off the tracks pogo team right here. We be pogoing. Crazy. Yo, their set at the church that you went to that was their best set. I was, was I was very blown away. I was like, damn, people out here representing for off the tracks. This is sick. Yeah. I I was impressed, to be honest with you. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Shout out, shout out Eric. Shout out Eric. He's a he's a new resident of Philly. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal, man. That's the talk of the town right now. <laughs> man, I I gotta reach out to him to have him on here because I want to pick his brain about uh off the tracks. Oh, dude, he would love to talk to you. That's my dog. Eric's the nicest guy, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eric's sick. Yes, still got to convince him to let me do a collab shirt. 
there was one in the works, but it, it didn't pan out. But it'll happen soon, hopefully. Off the tracks podcast collab. Yeah, yeah, because I I did that whole run in uh, FYA last year with like I think it was like four bands if I remember correctly. Oh really? Yeah, cool. it was a uh, shackled, payback, despise, and burning strong. I had to skip last year because my girlfriend got COVID. Let me say, okay, I had so much fun in Florida, January eighth through tenth. Okay, I'll never forget. That was we Colin's, had a, Colin's first FYA. I've yeah, been going to FYA was. since 2016. I was bummed to have to miss it, but my girl had COVID and I was around her and shit. And I was like, all yeah. right, well, we're staying home. Like, we had I a, didn't get it. But me and me and Mitch Dog, uh, Lil Andrew from Killing Me, shout out Lil Andrew and Marty, mm-hmm. right? Shout out Marty, obviously. Um, we all had a crib, right? It was uh, Little Dude Mansion, Florida edition on Puritan Ave. I no lie, pure to nav. Um, had a pool, had a fenced it or not fenced in, but like screened in pool. Mm-hmm. Right? The tiki bar was it was on a hundred the whole weekend. Mitch is a bartender in uh, South South Jersey, like South South. Yeah, if and, you don't fucking if you don't know about Mitch Mar bases, yeah, bro, yeah, he's you gotta look fucking, him up. He's a goddamn legend. That's my fucking. That's my boy. It's I feel like I've seen him around a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. he's been around forever. Good times is like proto drain. Everybody, drain ripped off good times. Don't say that. I'll say it. Last. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy. Collins drunk off one beer, bro. That's not true. <laughs> That's crazy. But uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to next year. I'm already hearing rumblings about the fest, and um, it, it's it's always a good time. I I, I really appreciate what uh, Bob and everybody does for that fest because it's never disappointed me since i've been following it like i've only been twice i um, my first time was in 2019 yeah um and i just but was it 2019 or 2020 i can't remember whatever whichever year this one was right here seven um i can't remember correctly um but you remember who headlined that year uh why can't why can't i remember it was um i why can't i remember that far back it don't fucking matter all hardcore bands are still bro why can't I remember? Now to look at stuff because this is really gonna bother me. It, it, it's kind of sad that my memory's, uh, you know, gone in so many different places. That's I can't remember who headlined twenty. You get older, man. It's this is real shit. Um. Okay. It was a uh, Madball and Integrity. Um, did I go that year? I don't even know. If I, went that year. I forget. Mm-hmm. It all blends together, bro. I've been going to show since I was like fucking fifteen. <laughs> yeah. No, trust me. I'm I'm, I'm the same way. Together at some point. <laughs> yeah. What was your first show? First show, like. Ever, yeah. Well, I went to local shows. I'm sorry. What was your first concert? Let me. Okay, like first, like bigger show, uh, had have been. Uh, it was Terror and Black Dahlia Murder. Yo, no way that's sick. Yeah. That's my boy. That's my era. That's my era. What, like, that was what my, my older was brother that? was in high school and I was like a, a kid and like that was like. Well, let, me look it, was let me look it up because I, I was in high school when that happened. Was it Sounds of the Underground? Was it Sounds of the Underground? No, it, it, it was yeah. uh, it was Terror, terror Black Dahlia Murder and Unearth. Um, Are you sure it wasn't sick. Sounds of the Underground? No, I'm sure because it, it was at a smaller, not a smaller venue, but it was like a mid-sized venue. Because like all three of those bands were on Sounds of the Underground like two thousand five or two thousand six. I know this is two thousand four. I'm looking it up right now. So my my older brother refused to take me to a show until I was fifteen. So my first show was two thousand eight. 
but <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was I was sitting there on the sidelines cheering it on. Yeah. It's like I want to go to Sounds of the Underground. Yo, my first show that I went to, I was I think I was 13, right? Mm-hmm. I saw Slipknot and I saw Trivium and it was sick as fuck. That's awesome. Slipknot and I caught I caught a drumstick in the uh like on the last song I caught a drumstick, I took it home. I, I still have it actually. It's like from Slipknot? Yeah. That's it's like, like a, that's a Joey a Joey Jordison drumstick. No, it was one of the clowns, dude. Uh, yeah. Um it's pretty sick, honestly. That's <laughs> it's awesome. like broken in half too, and he I guess he just chucked it. He just got over it. Now it's yours forever. It's mine. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll never forget that show because we had uh, or we um, i had been going to like local shows seeing like a lot of like the, the older hardcore bands uh, back in the day but then mm-hmm. i was younger and i didn't drive and this dude had, i don't even know where he is to this day he's probably dry well he definitely dropped out like a long time ago but he was um, really crucial in my early days because he convinced his dad i don't know how he did it but he convinced his dad to take me him and one of our other friends to the glass house and his dad just sat at starbucks all night and we went to this hardcore show and i was i was blown away i was like this is crazy because i was uh, 2004 um i had to been like 15 16 and then consuming that kind of music just on MySpace and seeing it on the internet, but finally getting to be at like a bigger show in person, right? Because seeing all the local yeah. bands, it's like, you, you know, everybody in the band, but when I'm walking down, um, uh, you know, that main street right there in front of the glass house and I'm seeing the guitar player for Unearth, who I've seen on like the Hellfest DVDs. And I'm like, yeah. holy shit, that's that guy that I seen. And I was like being starstruck and seeing Scott Vogel for the first time who I can call a friend these days, which is crazy. It, it was definitely mind blowing to me as like a young kid back then. What was it like? Can I ask you, what was it like seeing Black Dyer murder on like a hardcore bill? Uh, for me, it was cool because I, I'll never forget the the singer. He ripped his shirt off. He had that heartburn tattoo across his stomach, <laughs> and just just them just uh, you know, well. It, it was I, I felt like um, it was just a cool showing uh, that you know hardcore kids and metal kids and metalcore kids can all come together, and it's like we're all in, in the same bubble. To me, it was just uh, not right. that different, right? Especially growing up, I'm watching like. Uh, that Hellfest DVD and just seeing how mixed that lineup was back then. It's just, you know, I, I always thought it was cool to, to be able to uh, not have to box out these other genres or where I can go and uh, enjoy a mixed bill and have fun because I like more than one type of music. That's sick as fuck. That's so, what we're trying to bring back. We're trying to bring back the metal with the hardcore shirts. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how old do you say you were? I'm uh, right now I'm 33. Yeah, so you're my older brother's age, and that's why I always got along with everybody that's your age, your generation, because that was my older brother and all his friends. So I mean, Keith from Payback would always fucking get along and shit, because we'd always be talking about that shit. But like, mm-hmm. I knew like my brother was there, and I was like, I was a kid, you know what I'm saying? And he wouldn't take me there, but I was like, be talking to Keith about like, yo, you remember this story? He's like, yeah, I was there, <laughs> type of shit. So hell yeah, right. that's cool. That's a cool connection. Does your brother still uh, go to shows and into the music? Uh, not like underground shit as much. Like he won't like, but like I'll fucking take him to some shit every once in a while, or he'll come out and see Not One Truth or some shit. But he's just like fucking. Uh, he was like he was all he was. He put his time in. No disrespect at all. He fucking mm-hmm. he put his time in and did work and shit. But then like he was just like fucking in the union and like married and shit. Oh, for sure, for sure. And all his friends are like straight like. 
his boys that were like metal and hardcore kids all like moved away and shit and they all like split to the wind so like the ones that are actually his friends that are still around here are just like fucking like normal ass dudes that don't listen to metal you know what i mean so like he'll still like pop out with us like he'll come to this is hardcore he'll come to like like if a band he really likes is in town or some shit so i'll knock some shit off the bar um but he'll he'll pop out to our show pop out this hardcore like if he knows like some shit's coming through that he really likes he'll come out but it's, it's few and far between no um, i i get it like for, for me it's been a struggle because uh so many people that i was going to shows with um even when i first moved to orange county back in 2010 mm-hmm. i'll see them at the the bigger shows uh like the way more popular stuff but when it's yeah. like just the normal yeah. hardcore shows I don't see anybody and it's exactly. I, so I just kind of had to adapt and make new friends just meet all these younger kids who are yeah. into it and show that they care way more and just try to you know help them kind of carry on because I always tell everybody like you know it, it's not about me like when I do these shows do these podcasts um yeah it's like my name behind it but I'm just doing this to help promote the bands that I think uh, you know are good things that I truly enjoy. And I just want to help spread that word and try to put other people on just so that it can grow in that way, because uh, I'm going to be gone at some point. I can't do this forever. Um, yeah. uh, so I just want the knowledge and the information to be there. So hopefully I can inspire somebody to, to, you know, find it in their heart to keep this shit going. Cause uh, mm-hmm. it's going to take work to get it going. Cause we all saw it in, in the pandemic, this shit could easily go away uh you know and a blink of an eye so oh yeah respect respect on that for sure okay um so, i got a question for you sure what's up oh do shit you fuck like, uh, do you fuck with like uh metallica no i i've never gotten in so growing up i i wasn't really into that kind of music so i have never really taken the plunge on that type of music if i'm being honest like i remember the big four came through to um, where i was living and uh shout out to my buddy nate um he went to it and he was super stoked on it but for me it's just like no growing up i just never got into that kind of music there's a it's there's no four right oh. first of all okay it's big three okay there's metallica there's slayer and there's pantera <laughs> and that's it Okay. There's That's Colin's big three. That's yeah. I'll say that. But anyways, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta listen to Metallica, dude. You gotta listen to you ever listen to Slayer? I've listened to Slayer. Oh yeah. What's your favorite Slayer album? <laughs> Not to the point where I actually am into the band, if I'm being honest. Okay. The right answer okay. is the live album. The live album. No, it, it is the right answer. Stop. Tom just started listening to Slayer a year ago. So That's fuck, not so, true. Don't even, fucking, don't even take that with a grain of salt. That is not true. Bro. I'm just talking. I'm breaking his balls. But, yo. Anyways. Okay. Slayer. I'll say Slayer. While the thrash stuff, the whatever, maybe an acquired taste. When I was a kid, oh, I started with one of the first music videos. Actually, maybe literally the first music video I ever saw a metal music video on Headbangers Ball changed my life was the Seasons in the Abyss music video when they're coming down the fucking Nile on the boat and shit. And there's all the fucking the fire and shit and dudes mm-hmm. on horses with swords and shit. And it was evil and it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, but it changed my life. It like inspired me and it got me hooked on Metal Man. So fuck yeah, Slayer. I was lucky enough to be able to see them once with the original four lineup, fucking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Lombardo, Hanneman, Kerry King, Tom Raya. I was fortunate enough to see it. It was like Mayhem Fest 2009 or some shit with like Cannibal Corpse. It was sick as fuck. 
That's crazy. My dad saw fucking Metallica in the van when they were touring too. That's a little bit of lore. That's My dad crazy. saw Metallica in the van before they were like a fucking stadium rock band. So that's that's sick. But yeah. But I, I have listened to Pantera because I actually just started listening to Pantera this year. I, I was always like, so fuck this shit. <laughs> I want to talk to you about that, but I have to tell you the story about Don. Okay. There, right? So, hey, man, is there not... anything you want to ask us before we keep? Just oh, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, I'm, we'll, we'll get to it after this. It's totally fine. Okay, right. we'll, we'll get to it after this. Don't worry about it. So, check this out, right? I'm like, I'm chilling in my room. I got like the fucking the computer screen on with Pantera Live, right? Mm-hmm. And Don's like, he comes in my room. He's like, yo, what is this? Right? Because he never heard of him. And no, 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 he heard this of is him. Collins, like, imagined retelling of what but he, Okay. You know, but he never listened to him, right? Like, he didn't know, like, the songs or whatever, right? And I was showing him, like, all these sick-ass live videos, and now he likes them. So that's my claim to fame. When I was a little kid, right? Not little, but, like, I was in, like, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. My dad would drive me to football practice, and he'd be playing fucking Cowboys from Hell in the car, and we'd be going – to football practice or football game or whatever and then that's all i remember like it was cool that's like my pantera like memoir but what's your favorite album what do you got i really like cowboys from hell but obviously i know a lot of the hardcore kids love vulgar display of power uh great album but i i don't feel like i'm like an expert in like that type of music so um i just like cowboys from hell all right, yeah, so respect. I'm going to put you up. Right okay. Let's Far Beyond Driven is the best Pantera album. That's without a doubt, in my mind, the sickest shit ever. Song called Slaughtered, sick as fuck. We're going to cover it one day. Okay. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, watch right. out for Slaughtered. Watch out slaughtered for Slaughtered. On the Not One Truth the, uh, LP. LP. <laughs> Track 11. Um, but Japanese version. There's also songs from like um great southern trend kill like that the fourth album like suicide note part two that song's sick you should check that out like write it down whatever you got to do floods floods is sick as fuck um and there's even songs like older ones like reinventing the seal stuff that's sick as fuck but far beyond driven it blows cowboys from hell and vulgar out the water right okay you can't compete with that that's the best and also the coolest part about Far Beyond Driven came out in 1994. It was the it was Pantera's first number one album ever. That's some lore. You know? Hell yeah! That's a big you know deal. What song came out uh, was number one when I was born. What song was it? I don't know. Never mind. It came out on my birthday. It wasn't when I was born. Okay. But it was Laffy Taffy. Wait, wait, isn't that your birthday? Laffy Taffy. Laffy. No, when it wasn't. 11, it wasn't when I was born. It's like when you're 11 years old, whatever it was, the <laughs> yeah, yeah. smacker on your like 14th birthday or some yeah, shit. That's yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Okay. Anyway. Well, I, the only reason why I listen to Pantera is because of uh, Throwdown. Uh, when they came out with Vendetta, it was compared to Pantera. Like, oh, there's just like a Pantera ripoff. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, maybe this is the point in time where I should listen to Pantera because I never really got into that. Uh, type of music, so let me just check it out. So because of Throwdown, yeah, Throwdown, darn soundy shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So when I was a kid, my brother's fucking favorite hardcore bands. When I was a kid, it was Full Blown Chaos, Hatebreed, Terror, Bury Your Dead, Throwdown. 
that was like the first like heavy hardcore shit that I learned about. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was like um, from that probably like a not regression, but like I went like backwards and backwards engineered it. And like I saw the um, what was that fucking what was that documentary? It was literally called American Hardcore. The shit with like it was just like all interviews and shit with like like all like Black Flag fucking uh, minor threat motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. But yeah, that, anyway, I digress. My first, my first shit was like Throwdown, fucking Haymaker, Vendetta, like all that fucking shit. Like that was when I was a little kid. That's how I learned about it. To this day, one of the coolest podcasts I've ever done. I had on Dave Peters from Throwdown. I was just oh, yeah. uh, some some random dude who is a fan of Throwdown, and I I, I reached out to him, and he was uh, very kind and uh, was down to do it. So th- that's like one episode that I'll always treasure because it was uh, such a pleasure for me to be able to talk to Dave just because I'd been such a huge fan. And, and I still am. I- I'm a huge fan of Throwdown. <laughs> I-, I literally reached out to them a couple weeks ago to-, to do an edge day show out here. But unfortunately, they're not they're not really doing anything right now is what they told me. Uh, but it was cool that they actually got back to me. I, I was very surprised. So I, I was. Um, yeah. So I-, I still love that band. And um, I-, I just can't wait for them. They have to do at least one more show. I, I hope I-, I know it's been a really long time, but I still hold out hope that I get I'll get to see them at least one more time before it's actually all said and done with them. You're, you're going to book it. Don't even worry about it. That should be crazy. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, it could be a possibility. Because uh, that's what happens. That's what happens when you hit up Jamie Ork for shows in California. All right. We'll put it out Orca-Palooza. there. Orca Palooza 2025 headline headliner throwdown. Oh man! Doing a Pantera tribute set. The amount of headache. I didn't want to think about doing that. Like now that I booked like you know two shows and uh, number three is coming up in October. When I think about what Bob probably goes through, and I I, I pick Bob's brain all the time. Like I'll, I I hit him up for advice or I'm kind of run down scenarios, and uh, he'll give me um, his honest uh, you know perspective. So I, I definitely appreciate Bob willing to help me out in that aspect. But I when I think about just doing a fest, I'm like, Ugh. maybe yeah. maybe one fest, one and done, my final goodbye. But my my dream is that I'll I'll say this. My my, my dream is to book a show at the YouTube theater. I I, I want to book anxious. That that's like something that I I was there. I went to go see this K-pop group called Espa, and I was just kind of standing. I'm um, just in the, the the pit area, and I was like, "Wow, I I really would like to book Anxious and some other bands here, um, at some point because it, it, it's it's a really cool spot." Do you Anxious, mm-hmm. the kid from Broken Val, I think, yeah. plays in Anxious sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if he's like their like oh, uh, guitarist or if he's like legit their guitarist. But Tommy from Broken Val, he's always touring with them. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Broken Val. Those those dudes are cool. We played with them a couple times. They're they're they've hitting Philly. Been supporting us since day one. They're they're sick. They've always been giving us props since mm-hmm. day one. So shout yeah. out Broken Val. Yeah, when you were off screen, I, I was telling Colin that they're touring through there in, uh, in like a couple weeks, two weeks. They're touring through where? Your area, Philly. But it's a Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, are they playing with like Take It to Heart or some shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben yeah, Stucky yeah, yeah. Um, had to book that because one other guy disappeared. I forget his name. Well, bro, I got work. I got work. I can't go. <laughs> it's all good. No, I, I, I definitely feel you on that one. Um, but yeah, sh- shout out Broken Val. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that, that they get to hit the road and do a lot of cool stuff. They're actually going to be down here this weekend for Sound and Fury. Oh, yeah. oh, cool! Fuck yeah, that's sick. that's sick. How's that fest? I've never been. It looks sick. Um, well, th- this year is kind of up in the air. Nobody really knows because it, it's at a new spot, um, and n- nobody really knows what, what it's going to be like. So hopefully, it's cool. Oh, Sound and Fury's fucking with me. Get my shit mixed. Yep. 
Now Jake's going out there to yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, that's true, Jake. Um, yeah, I mean, he's pretty busy out here. He has like that live show with the podcast, and then yeah, because and then I'm um, Webwing and Angel Dust are doing some shows out here. So yeah, that's crazy. All I know about Sound and Fury is I would always see uh, videos on YouTube incendiary fucking rock and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cr- would, crazy band. Yeah, I always thought it was sick. Dude, Incendiary yeah. played AC once. Yeah, that's it. They did. It was like 2012, 2013. It was whenever the Zavalba split was fucking okay. out. I have the, I have the uh, sweatshirt from that. But yeah, that was like one of our few mm-hmm. AC shows from like way back when. <laughs> I saw them the first time. They played uh, fucking Kung Fu Necktie with Elegy. It was sick. That's that was crazy. cool as fuck. Me and my, me and my pops were. Yeah. Sean. I'm trying to remember the first time I saw them now. I think it might have been. Was it a Sound and Fury? I can't remember because they didn't ha- um, have that much out at the time. They only had uh, the first record out, if I remember correctly. I'm trying to think. Or maybe it was like Los Globos or something. Oh, God, my memory's so shot. Yeah, because they de- Crusade was out. Um, yeah, Crusade was out. Um, it was definitely before Cost of Living. Um, but. I don't know. I, I I would like to see them again at some point. Yeah, last last time I saw them, I think was uh the last church show before the pandemic. Uh, it was like oh. never ending game, year of the knife, fucking um, that show was sick. Carried by six. I forget yeah. who else. Mm-hmm. That show was sick. That was a really good show though. We were all there. Yeah. All the all year the that... uh all the South Jersey crew and the Philly crew. We were yeah. all there. Year of the knife played fucking Hatebreed cover. I will be heard. Oh yeah, that was sick, sick as fuck, yeah. man. That was a good time. Uh, Colin, I, I wanted to ask you about your cornhole tournament that you throw. Because <laughs> yo, thank you for asking. You know, a lot of people kind of push the cornhole tournament aside after it's over, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that you didn't forget. So let's let's, let's break it down. Let it yeah, you want to shut the fuck up about it? Let's go into <laughs> it. Let's talk about it right now. So. I did um, a Steady Eddie second annual cornhole tournament. Um, I want to go take a pissy. Yeah, I'll talk about it. Let me go. You go. I'm out. This is not not what truth is. (laughs) You sound salty, but. um... I couldn't really move the chair there. Um, So check it out, right? The cornhole tournament. Let's take a step back. The first year of the cornhole tournament. Me and my boy, Juddy, he lives here when he is here i guess um we would always play cornhole in the backyard i don't know how we got into it whatever i'm not even good at it to be honest with you but um we we thought it would be cool or i thought it would be cool to have a cornhole tournament because it's like we moved into this new house and we're like okay let's have a party right so dante makes this fucking flyer i don't know if you've seen the first cornhole tournament flyer but it's insane it's it's stupid it has like you know how dying fetus has like the the two fonts for their logo on some of the older shit and it's got like the impact font which is like all bold letters and then the other ones just like all death cord out or whatever mm-hmm. so it, it just said cornhole <laughs> it like the dying fetus logo right but anyway so that was the uh poster um we probably had about like 75 people in our backyard 
Oh wow, that's a lot. Just of playing cornhole. Yeah, it was crazy. There was keg. It was, it was fun. Um, but the prize, right? So it was fifty dollar buy in, and uh, per team, right? Okay. It ended up being like five hundred bucks for the grand prize or something like that. After like the other uh, second and third place prizes. So we wanted to run it back this year. Right. And it honestly, I think it came out better because it was less of a party and more people that wanted to play in the tournament. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, like it, it was like a perfect day in my mind. It was, it was like a little bit less people in the first year. Um, everybody had fun. No one was upset. The one team that won, um, shout out Chunk, shout out Aaron. When they won it all, they took it away. They, I don't think they lost the game the whole day. Um, they completely just – they took it all. They won. Um, it, was, it was sick, man. Um, thank you for asking. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm just curious about second place prize, right? Oh, so second place for, prize for uh, – Steady Eddie's Cornhole Tournament Two was a was tickets to see the to go to a Phillies game with me. So I have to buy my two friends tickets to go to a Phillies game with me. Mm -hmm. uh, it's actually coming up, so if you want to come to the Phillies game with us, it is. I'm gonna check my calendar real quick. It is. August 6th, we're going to Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia for second place. Um, it's going to be sick, dude. We're going to we're gonna be tailgating all day. We're treating this Phillies game like it's the last Phillies game. You know what I mean? That's awesome. They, they deserve it. They won second place. You know, they should get treated with respect. Judging and Isaiah. Yeah. I remember yeah, two best friends are going to the Phillies game. Really, so it worked out. Yeah. I, I remember you talking about that prize uh, when we were um, at, um, you know, Marty and Bob's place. And oh, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I, I wasn't sure of how serious you were about it. Cause you know, it, it sounded like, okay, th this could be just like a, a funny thing, but obviously looking at, at the Instagram post and seeing that it was actually listed and now hearing about it, I, I'm, I'm happy that it, it actually came to fruition. It was actually like a real thing. Yeah, oh, yeah it's listen, real. I'm a bullshitter, but I keep my word. So, uh, Dante, did you uh, participate in the cornhole tournament? I did. How'd yeah, you do, yeah, yeah. Uh, this year, not as good as last year. Last year, I almost won it. This year, uh, he was on his wizard shit last year. He was fucking going like, Whoosh. I made it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> like casting like fucking Final Fantasy spells. I'm like. And it was going, it was laying. I was like, Blizzaga. And it was landing. <laughs> That's pretty. Wait, so uh, obviously, Final Fantasy, uh, you play video games? Oh, dude. Him more than me. Yeah. I played video games growing up, but like, I don't I don't anymore, really. I play, well, I haven't played a lot of video games. So I got a new job in January, mm -hmm. and it's just completely taken all my free time away from me. But uh, I, I like video games. Yeah, I love video games. I, I play video games every day. I, I just bought this new one. What's your top three? Top three has to be Street Fighter, Final Fantasy, and Resident Evil. Which Final Fantasy? Ten. Ten. Ooh. That's Juddy's favorite, That's right? That's Juddy's favorite We're game. at Justin's house We're right at Justin's now. house. Shout out, Juddy. Final right. Fantasy Nine is my favorite. I just started playing the only one uh, I played all the Final way Fantasy Ten like a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. I haven't beat it yet, but I'm on like the... um. 
You know the road in that game where you get the second Aeon? The road. God. I didn't. <laughs> no. Nah, anyways. No, I try that's to top head. Okay. I'm not that far. It's like after the first Blitzball game. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, respect on the classics there, Jamie. That's a Yo, good wait. top three. I want to give him my top three. Let's hear it. No, he don't shut the fuck up, this guy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? Let's hear it. Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Okay. That's number one. Uh, Pokemon Sapphire. Okay. That's Not the remake, the fucking OG one. Okay. And then... Probably Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is sick as fuck. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're really into RPGs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I wouldn't put any, like, multiplayer game in my top five. It just doesn't hit the same. I don't have the same... I don't spend the same time with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get it. Sometimes. Honestly, oh, go ahead. Wait, we gotta let Don go ahead. Now, okay. you were you're saying multiplayer games would make your top ship, but then I was thinking for a second. Like, I'm not sure that I'm... No, I was gonna say yeah, Gears of War too, but I was gonna say honestly, COD Four is goaded. Oh, COD Four! COD Four was like a different Best era of my life, bro. That was like, <laughs> yo, COD Four, Halo Three, Gears of War One, Gears Two too. Gears Two, yeah. Sniper, yeah, sniper dude. battle, no scoping. Dude, fucking going like over the ledge. That was my shit. The- yeah, God, God, God. <laughs> that's kind of how I play guitar. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah, yeah. No scoping. I'm, I'm just crab walking through the whole map. Yeah, crab yeah. walk on gridlock. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Gears of War is awesome. I love that shooter. Fucking fat. Hell yeah. Okay, but Dante, your top three, I'm curious. My top three, are we talking series? Because you, you kicked it like you were talking about series. Uh, just your top three. I, I, I get, well, uh, top three. I'm say, we can do top I'm three say, games. I'm going to make it series just okay. to make it more, like general and more like what I'm, uh, whatever. But like Mortal Kombat. Okay. Um, Mortal Kombat, Final Fantasy, and then what do I give the last one to? Do I give it to fucking Zelda? Majora's Mask was my favorite game ever when I was a kid. Oh, oh wow! Majora's Mask was fucking sick. But if honorable mention, fucking yeah. Call of Duty, Gears of War, because that was like a different era. I was always a story mode gamer, mm-hmm. and then multiplayer, I always played fighting games. And then when I got like fucking like online like gaming like xbox live or whatever the fuck that was like cod 4 and gears of war era and that shit was yeah. sick that was that shit was popping off i was like, like six yeah i like definitely had like vitamin d uh deficiency oh. from like being inside playing video games yeah. too much that era of my life <laughs> i want to give a shout out real quick so shout out guitar hero dead ass if it wasn't for guitar hero i suck at guitar i wouldn't hero, be playing bro. guitar today I would. A hundred percent. That's that's you, man. That's <laughs> everybody everybody says I would not be playing guitar without No, no, hero. but like for real, right? So like I hated that shit. That's fine. I'm I was so bad at it. Story. <laughs> but also honorable mention Super Mario 64. I got really good at Super Mario 64. I was speedrunning that shit. 16 star. I had so much fun with that. It was probably like when the pandemic started. And I learned how to do, do it with one of my friends. Shout out CJ. Shout out Raz. Um, can't go and fucking watch this. I don't care. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm fucking around. <laughs> I'm just breaking balls. But Super Mario 64, great game. It was a lot of fun. I don't know. And I never got to play it when I was younger. So it was like cool just learning it, you know? 
Yeah, it, it's it's fun to uh, like for me. There's games where I'll go and revisit. I'm like, I definitely was too dumb and not as good of a gamer back then. But now it's like my skills are way sharpened and I'm way smarter. Let me see what I can do now. So it, it is fun to go back and play some classic stuff that you played, or excuse me, that you played as a kid. Mm-hmm. I played a lot of Pokemon as a kid. I had a Game Boy. I always had a Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Why do you like uh, Sapphire so much? Because I'll never forget, right? My dad took me. I had a Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. And it was the glacier blue one, right? It looked like the Gatorade bottle. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I always had. Uh, it was just like Pokemon Red or Pokemon Blue or Yellow, right? I had those. But then one day, he took me to the GameStop in Maze Landing, right next to the Target, and he said, "He said to me, he's like, yo, we're gonna get you a game." I'm like, I go in, right? I get a Game Boy SP, the navy, not navy blue, but it was like cobalt blue, right? Mm-hmm. And I got Pokemon Sapphire for it, and it matched it perfectly. I'll never forget. My dad hooked me up with that. Shout out Big Pete. Shout out Pokemon Sapphire. That was like, it was like a big part of my childhood. I was probably like eight years old, you know? It was cool. That's awesome. So that's why Sapphire. Yeah, and that Game Boy Advance SP that was a game changer because that that was that was the first one with like rechargeable batteries, so you didn't have to go out and buy batteries all the time. You just had to plug it in, and you were good to go. I remember having the Game Boy Advance and like playing it in the car and shit, like at nighttime, and like looking at the lights, like the street lights, and I'm like going like, (laughs) yeah, glare was terrible for that. It was terrible. Nobody liked it. And then you had like the little worm light. That would like hang, out, hang over you know? it, yeah, yeah. Sperm, right? That shit like a little sperm. You remember that shit? Wait, let's switch. Uh, that's crazy. That's a cool story. I'm, I'm definitely a, uh, you know, you. I never uh, owned like a, a whole lot of Nintendo stuff, but I, I did have a, um, a a Nintendo DS. I remember that was such a big deal for me when those first came out. DSs were game changers. Picto chat, dude. I remember we used to do picto chat in class and there was this guy named Ryan Tazai. He sat across the classroom from me, but him and I would do picto chat and he, he was really creative with it. And he would draw, he would do portraits of people in class that I, that we didn't like. And I remember one time he did one of this girl who was so annoying. She had a big forehead and he drew her so accurate. And I just started busting up in class and the teacher, she had no idea why I was laughing and I didn't want to tell her why, cause I want to get my buddy in trouble. And I also don't want to get our DSs taken away. So I just pretended like I was just uh, being a weirdo, but it was yeah. literally one of the funniest things that I've, I've ever experienced with uh, doing picto chat with a buddy. That's funny as shit. I don't even know what that is, but I believe y'all. Yeah, it was just like a just like a, a, a chat room where you could uh, draw with like a stylus. So it, it, that sounds cool. Yeah, it was just a fun little chat room. Hell yeah! What's up? You, what else? What do you want to know? What do you want to know, brother? Well. We have the split coming out. Is there going to be yeah. anything, uh, you know, past that? Because obviously you guys want, want it out in summer, but summer's coming to a close pretty fast, if I'm being honest. Yeah, uh, I think so. The idea before was to put it out like August, but I don't know what's up with uh, uh, Car getting their vocals. They said they were getting them done next week. So mm. hopefully it'll still be out by like, when does when does summer end? September 20 something? Yeah. We got time. Yeah, everybody says summer's over. This shit didn't start till fucking June twenty third. So like, we got a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Summer's my favorite, dude. Like 
living in the north it's fucking cold all the time my birthday's in the summer so i like summer's my favorite fucking shit like everybody's like summer's almost over i'm like motherfucker just started a month ago i got two more months <laughs> when's your birthday uh it's coming up it's it's july 27th oh wow that is coming up pretty soon it's two days yeah it's wednesday any big plans or are you just or do you take it uh, super serious kicking it with the, kicking it with the family mm-hmm. last year we had the uh the vampire rape for my birthday i just feel like making people do shit for my birthday i'm like bro i'm too old to like be making people do shit for my birthday but everybody's like what's the move i'm like i don't know we'll see i'm like having dinner with my family on wednesday we'll see what's up with the weekend yeah we live by the beach so usually i just my default is like i tell everybody come to the beach chill at the beach and then go back to the crib and just like barbecue or something it's like built in summer activity yeah for my birthday i always just tell people hey I I don't really care too much about my birthday. I don't make a big deal about it, but yeah. I'll, I'll I'll be at Disneyland. Find your way in. Meet me there. If not, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, that's sick. When's your birthday, bro? Uh, November thirtieth. Oh, oh, cool. Good morning. Sagittarius. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah. I, I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My my best friend and my sister are both November twenty sixth. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember I was uh getting yoked. I, I was getting yogurt with this girl and she was like what time were you born and i'm like i don't fucking know, oh, no, know. yeah and i was just like she's like she's like call your mom and, and i was like all right i was like i was like if it's that serious I'll, I'll, I'll call my mom we can figure this out and then she busted out this little like this little book and she was like going on about my life and i was i didn't pay i was i like honestly as soon as she pulled out the book and started speaking i just tuned her out I, I can't okay, do no, this. Y'all, y'all know me like well, that. You I better think, show. I think that's kinda <laughs> that's kinda harsh of you to do that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh it might have been really rude, but I just I'm not really into that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, yeah, I know. Neither are we. Are you sure? Because you knew what I was. Okay, but uh, so so past the split, are, are are you guys already game planning for uh, like the record after that, or are you just kind of? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's gonna happen with Not One Truth, right? All right, let's hear it. I'm not writing any fucking music for six months. Six months. That's a long time. Six months. I'll see you guys in January. In January. That's just in time for FYA. That's for me to take a break mentally. Okay. And come back with fresh ideas. It's my favorite thing to do whenever writing any type of music. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I haven't gotten that kind of break with this band in a long time. I mean, the only break that we really had was the pandemic. And that was when we wrote, we came out and we wrote Blighted and Force Fed mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And that was good for us. Like, Blighted is probably our sickest song. Everyone likes Everybody that likes that shit. I don't get it. I think Force Fed's the sickest song. If you're gonna, if I'm gonna be honest with you, we got some long fucking songs, and I feel like people have short attention yeah. spans, so that's the issue. We need to write shorter songs. I feel like you guys should do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, well, fast. That's, that's well, I'm just true. saying. Sometimes when you're playing it live, though, and it's like you're up there for long as fuck playing a metal song, and mm-hmm. people are just like kind of fucking chilling, and it's like, oh fuck. Let's just play some shit and make these stupid motherfuckers kick each other. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, just fast <laughs> and short. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so six months that uh, I'm 
not looking forward to it because obviously I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. Oh, well, it's going to work out though. So check let's, this out. Let's right? hear it. Yeah, okay. so drop four songs. In the we're going to drop four songs in like a month from now. Uh-huh. So like the comp comes out in September, right? I don't know when the split's going to come out. It's either going to be August or late summer, I guess, right? Is August considered late summer? August, yeah. September, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. late so, summer. Whatever it is, right? Late summer for the other three, right? Hopefully the split comes out before the comp. That would be ideal. Uh-huh. But it's just going to work out perfect. You're going to see, watch. People are going to be like, yo, feeding too? What is that? And then... You know, let me kick it to you. This is how this this is how it's probably gonna really go down. <laughs> okay. Our shit's gonna come out. The fucking the split might come out before the comp because I know Sig was aiming for September for the comp. The split might be out first. Either way, September, October, September, and August, there's gonna be like a fucking double drop of some music from us. Sorry, God, I mean, put my hand in your face, mess up your fucking screen time. Um, <laughs> but uh. I was gonna say we're gonna drop that shit we're gonna play you know probably a couple local shows we're gonna our plan actually what our plan is not releasing music but to branch out and play some shows in some other areas that we haven't played yet we're supposed to link up with best guard do a little tour to support our split um i don't know if that's gonna mean us going south or them coming north a little bit of both you know what i mean um hoping to get out to uh there's, like there's been talks of Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Chicago. Pittsburgh, Detroit, Chicago That's route the ideal uh, up the opposite way, going Long Island, Boston type shit. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna branch out in a couple different directions and just play some shows with the songs we have because after we put this shit out and all of these songs drop, we'll have ten songs that came out within a year and a half of each other. So we'll have enough material to play. Mm-hmm. Um, take a little break from writing. and write some other shit for some other bands because we all play music and want to do other stuff so that shit too all right well that's awesome to hear i i I definitely like the way that you guys both laid it out i won't be too sad i'll I'll miss you guys for a little bit but new shit constantly incoming yeah Yeah, man fucking don't worry we're gonna make it out to california we'll fucking we'll bring all of it to you yeah but i i will say live right now if we ever put out an LP, that's it. All right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just hold off on the LP then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to keep peppering everybody with two, three songs at a time until we feel like we're going to fucking, until uh, we till we want to end it, then we'll, we'll do an LP. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been awesome. Uh, I'm happy that uh, we were able to finally do this. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, Colin, for, for, for still being down. Thank you, Dante, for, for showing up. Um, but b- before we go, um, is there anything else you would like to say or any um, you know, plugs you want to do? Shout out, Matt. <laughs> this is it. This is the time. Go ahead, Colin. Say what you want to say. No, Dante, just keep talking. Anyway, fucking me and Brendan from Not One Truth, we have a project. It's just the two of us. It's going to be called Verses of the Bleeding. It's a fucking uh, death metal slash grindcore slash like vegan metalcore type band. Okay. Uh, that's going to be the next shit that you hear from us. Uh, this split and the whatever will probably drop first. And then you'll hear me and Brendan's new band. And then hopefully we'll play some shows with both bands and we'll, we'll see you around. Hopefully maybe we'll bring that shit to California with us too when we come out there. So yes please um, 
So yeah, versus the bleeding, not one truth. Egg Harbor Township music, baby. All right. Jamie, I got to shout out some people. Let's go. Right. Let's hear it. All right. Shout out Dante for real. Shout out Dante for coming out today. Mm-hmm. Me out because I couldn't have done this by myself. Right. Let's let's face it. Shout out Zach. You know why. Shout out Benny. Shout out Mitch. Shout out Joey. Shout out Andrew Snubnose. Shout out Jay Clark. Shout out Juddy. Shout out Isaiah. Isaiah is the Iron Man. He's he's only missed one not one true show. Okay. He's, he's not even like a hardcore dude. He's just call. He's the realest boy. motherfucker. Fucking the man. Real time, bro. Isaiah. Real time. He's the dude. Shout That's out awesome. Mitch's brother Vince. Shout out Andrew. Shout out my boy Fielding, my fucking financial advisor. Love him to death. Um, shout out Patty. Who else? Jake, thanks for having us on, bro. Shout that's, out, that's all I got. Shout out Carter and From Within Records. You'll hear some new shit from Not One Truth soon. Shout out my boy fucking Jamie Ork for letting us on here. Yeah, shout out Jamie, putting, dude. putting on for us on the fucking West Coast. Thank you, my man. You're fucking, anytime you're down here, fucking hit us up. Philly, East Coast, whatever. Yeah. So that's a good thing about where we are. We're like fucking two hours from New York, less than an hour from Philly, three hours from Baltimore, DC. Like, so if you're ever out here, just fucking hit us up. We'll get a pop and you could always stay with us or fucking kick it with us. All right. Um, I appreciate thanks that. For, thanks for having us and putting us on, man. No problem. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for everybody who tuned in. Goodbye. Ooh.